0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of New Normal Wrestling exclusively on the 4th Wall Pop Network. I am the one, the only, the podcast prince, but I'm going to take the crown off for a second because it is so good to be back. I'm not going to tilt it or anything, I'm just going to put it aside. It is so good to be back. Uh, But I cannot do this alone. I can never, ever, ever do this alone. It is very difficult to do a one-man boot as you can tell on my other podcast, which is on the fourth one, that worked as well. <laughs> um, I had to bring in a doctor who was well-versed in kayfabe. The one, the only. He can fill several prescriptions if need be. Even some under the table, if you ask. <laughs> nicely. That's right. Good brother, Phil. How are you, brother?
1: Only if you ask nicely, Wait, will I fill those under the table prescriptions. <laughs> but I am doing very well, sir. Um, as we kick off this week's episode, we're going to make this a, uh, a quick and dirty episode, quick and dirty. Yep. Well, let's, let's get to it. Um, the very first thing before we even get to recap of what's been going on in the last week of wrestling and looking ahead, um, as of our recording today, it is the sad news that we have to bring forward about the, uh, passing of the iron Sheik this week. At age 81 Um, Obviously for those of you who are Wrestling fans obviously listening To this with us um, You I will presume that you are well versed In the Iron Sheik's Wrestling Lineage and his background Um, Wade I I think You would agree with me that hands down He is one of The greatest Heels in the history of professional wrestling, oh, and, I couldn't agree more. And the level of detail to which the Sheik would portray his his dastardly deeds and his villainry, I think, goes beyond beyond compare. Um, oh, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the Iron Sheik, we wouldn't have Hulk Hogan as our American hero. Um, but you know everything from the use of the clubs, the camel clutch, everything, you know, the the character was portrayed so vividly and perfectly in a time of such political strife during mm-hmm. during the the um, the Iranian revolution and the hostages being taken in Iran. So against that backdrop, there couldn't have been anybody bigger as a villain. But I think one of the biggest things, and really, guys, if you haven't done it, please make sure you go and, and do yourself a favor and go watch his a biography episode, which just recently came out. Because the bigger story, really, of um, Hossein uh, Al-Waziri, the, the, the man behind the Iron Sheik, is so much more, as... A man schooled in the ways of amateur wrestling and being a national hero in Iran during the before the revolution, um, during the time of the Shah, becoming a personal bodyguard of the Shah um, and realizing that it it didn't matter who was in charge, Uh, whether it was the Shah, whether it's, you know, the Ayatollah, whoever it is in Iran. Um, at the time, he was a di- the Shah was basically a dictator, and because of the the disappearance and presumed murder of some of the national heroes who were uh, profession- who were uh, amateur wrestlers in Iran, the man literally flew to the United States with his family, escaped Iran, knowing only two or three words and the names of the coaches of the um, American wrestling team from his time. And just with that sought out, found those coaches developed himself into being one of the top U S coaches, and then Mm -hmm. eventually moving himself over to, to the likes of professional wrestling. There is so much more that should be known about the iron Sheik as a, as the person and not just, the the professional wrestler who we all knew and hated and loved at the exact same time.
0: It I agree. Uh it was a shocking thing to hear. I have known about the Iron Sheik strictly based off of what I grew up with as he was the mm-hmm. biggest heel in professional wrestling at the time. Yeah. And he yeah. took on all the all the great American wrestlers and even got Sergeant Slaughter to turn.
1: Yeah. Think about that. Yep.
0: The impact he had, even when he wasn't wrestling anymore, speaks boundaries. I will yes. always love his heel work. I will mm-hmm. love his random insults at Hulk Hogan on Twitter every day. I will miss those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck Hulk.
1: Fuck she Hulk will humble Hogan. you. I will, I will humble will you in a camel clash.
0: And he always found a way. It didn't matter. He would find a way to randomly say, fuck Hulk Hogan. Every yes.
1: single day. Not Jabroni. Jabroni put him in camel clutch
0: Every That's time. It. And I'm going to yep. miss that. That is one thing that I'm always going to miss opening on Twitter. Yes. Is a random insult from Iron Sheikh.
1: Absolutely. So, with most certainty, our thoughts and prayers and our wishes are with the family of the Iron Sheikh of Hossein Hasrav Al-Vaziri. Um, so. With that being said, brother Wade, what else do we have to talk about this week sir cuz it is a very busy week?
0: Um wow, let's see. We have the drama of what's going on in Smackdown. If we yep. want to do a quick recap of just talk about short things that happened, I can do that for you guys really quick. Let's do it. We, let's do it. We have one qualifier for money in the bank so far with yes. LA Knight. He is the No, 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 I'm sorry. No, he's not. It's LA Knight. Ricochet and Shinsuke Nakamura for the men, and on yes. the women's side we have Zoe Stark, Becky Lynch, and Zoe um, Stark, Becky Lynch, and who's the third? Hold on, Selena Vega. Yes, Selena yes, Vega. Selena.
1: Yep, because she. Um... She beat uh. Yep.
0: Who Lake Sergeant Slaughter?
1: Uh, uh yes, um... <laughs> Lacey <laughs> took down Lacey Evans.
0: Down Lacey Evans. Um, Carmelo Hayes is still uh, is feuding with Baron Corbin in NXT. Uh, Braun Breaker laid out a very interesting challenge to Seth Rollins and told him Seth, Rollins! He is a, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins! See, this is why we love Jess because she would bust in with mm-hmm. <laughs> the Braun Breaker impression. Yeah. But yeah, Braun Breaker basically said on NXT, that he wants Seth Rollins to come down to NXT and defend the newly won World Heavyweight Championship God, since he that. is, quote-unquote, a fighting champion.
1: God, I would uh, love that so much. Oh, Tony D got arrested?
0: Tony D got arrested. Thea hails the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship in a battle royal, which yep. I did not see her winning, with the surprise return of Dana Brooke to NXT. Um,
1: Yulia Dragunov is just off doing his thing.
0: Dragging out, doing his thing, feuding with everybody and anybody. Jeez, yep. um, what else? What else? Ali is working on going after the North American Championship. I see yep. what he's doing here. It's a slow burn to a heel turn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else? What else? I feel like there's so much. The Judgment Day may be splitting, may be changing members. There you go. Especially after what happened during the main event of this past week's Mora with... uh. Damien Priest and Seth Rollins. But those are some of the quick notes. Uh, do you want to touch on Forbidden Door first or do you want to go into the Bloodline stuff
1: first? Let's talk on about the Bloodline really quick and then we'll go, okay. we'll go to Forbidden Door. Um, so with the Bloodline, I think we should say really the biggest development of this week is not the continued downslide and downfall of the Um, Of the bloodline, but the fact of who is at the forefront right now at this point, because you had, once again, a very pointed and poignant promo cut between Roman and Jimmy and Jay and Solo with Jimmy making the plea and going so far as to tell Roman, pointing at Solo and pointing at Jimmy and saying, these two guys are my brother's. No matter what. Solo Mm -hmm. reaffirming that. And then Roman giving Jimmy the good old Godfather-style hug. Yep. And telling him, no, we cannot have it this way. And Solo Mm -hmm. immediately putting the Samoan spike, dropping it on Jimmy. And Jay just stuck there in the back, just... Being his um, racked up old self, that's the best way I could describe it.
0: It, it truly is the best way you can describe it. But I'm going to say this: it's mm-hmm. like we we talk about this every week, whether it be social media, whether it be me and you having a conversation, whether it be anybody who I know that watches wrestling. The bloodline drama is kind of predictable, but we know, but we we're still going to watch, and we know <laughs> things are going to happen. Yep. We knew we knew Jimmy was going to get hit, we knew it was mm-hmm. going to happen,
1: yeah. But there the was only that...
0: so much they could take. But the fact that it happened and the way it happened, yeah, truly makes this story literally one of the best wrestling sagas in the past 20 years yeah. of wrestling.
1: And once again, the fact that it's now Jay who's come to the forefront mm-hmm. of this, and uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy and not Jay, I think is a very telling thing that Jimmy has finally. You know, in the last few weeks we've seen it, you know, he's finally come full circle with this.
0: And it's and it's so interesting to see. And then you see the little parts of what Heyman did on Monday. If you caught that, did you see what Heyman did on Monday?
1: No, I didn't see.
0: Okay, so randomly Paul Heyman pops up on Raw and says, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, after all the events that have happened this past week on SmackDown there now must be a choice. So this Friday on SmackDown, Jay has to make a choice on whose okay. side he is on. Is he on the side of Roman and solo and ball or is he on the side of his brother? We all know what this is going to lead to an eventual tag match at money. 100%, in the Bank. If 100%. it doesn't happen at money in the bank, it's happening at SummerSlam. Yeah. And I could definitely see the Usos versus the Bloodline, because they're still going to be the Bloodline anyway.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: I see that happening.
1: I love it. And I love, I love
0: it. it too. I personally yeah. love it. I think it's going to be one of my favorite tag matches. And uh, I hate to say it, the Usos continue to keep proving that they are the one of the top tag teams in professional wrestling. Good, bad, yeah. or indifferent.
1: Everybody else is the twos, but they the ones
0: legitimately
1: yep 100 percent, top of their game they have been on the top of their game and they continue to do so
0: going agree with you more brother
1: that's right what so is, now steering away from our weekly bloodline drama
0: <laughs>
1: give master me master
0: some... oost theater it is called master oost theater
1: and that's the title of this week's episode ladies and gentlemen
0: master oost the- <laughs>
1: theater yep um god we should really put this whole episode under a bed of classical music now (laughs) so brother wade um for those such as myself who did not get to watch monday's full episode of raw key us in in these new uh developments if you will in that which is seth rollins and damian priest and the judgment day
0: Okay, so
1: and where you think this is going?
0: Long story short, Steph came out, did a little promo talking about he's a fighting champion, and he talked about how Damian Priest accepted. Uh, Damian comes out, Steph automatically goes into the, I know what's gonna happen. It's you and Finn out here. Where's Rhea and Dom? I know something's gonna happen. So, Damian, you've proven you you're one of the best stars in wrestling right now. You don't need them to, if you're gonna try to beat me. But if you're going to try, try do duel without them. Leave them in the back and let's have a match. He then proceeds to rag on Finn to gold Finn. And then Damien says, Yeah, I got this. I can I can handle it myself. Damien and Damien and Seth are having an amazing match until Finn comes out and screws it up for Damien. Setting off a chain of events where Damian, after the match, after he takes the stop, he goes to he goes to Finn. Why are you out here? Why yeah. were you here? Yep. Yeah. So I am seeing dissension in the ranks of the Judgment Day, and it feels like Seth and Seth and Dom and Rhea are doing their own thing because they're feuding with Cody now. Yep. So I feel there may be a new member joining the Judgment Day. And Damien may be on the outs.
1: Is it somebody who you think we'd expect to see, or is it somebody who's either getting called up or coming back?
0: Someone we expect to see because there were hints of it, and your keen eye caught it first.
1: No, okay.
0: After someone was in a after someone was in a battle royal with and took out Dolph Ziggler and then cut a promo backstage and you can see Finn looking up at them saying, hmm.
1: I don't even remember who.
0: J.D. McDonough. Oh. (laughs) Because there have already been talks that J.D. would be joining Judgment Day.
1: Okay. Well, He's psycho enough to do it. I don't blame him. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. Um, What else in WWE world? Oh. You know what I want to talk about for two minutes? What the cap of the trilogy for Cody and Brock? There are a lot of rumors going around mm-hmm. that A will be seeing this at SummerSlam. Definitely. B, it will be a stipulation match, which most all trilogy blowoffs are. Mm-hmm. But in order to spice things up a little bit, it's going to be a stipulation that we have not seen in a while in WWE. I think so I know what
0: it ru- is.
1: So we can rule out Hell in a Cell. Absolutely. We can rule out Extreme Rules. You know, all of those. Some people are thinking it's going to be a dog collar match.
0: They both said no to that.
1: And okay. So what do you think it's going to be then?
0: A three stages of hell match.
1: Three, three stages of hell? Oh, shit. Oh, I was thinking that one match with Brock is like going through three the first three circles of hell, so... You know what? <laughs> the first match? It's, it, you've already done it twice, so why not just get yourself right to the eighth level? Go through all of Dante's Inferno in one shot.
0: But I feel like it's going to be like... it's going. To, okay, the three steps are going to be a London street fight, a regular match, and then if it goes to a third fall, which it usually does, yep, it'll be. I don't want to say how in a steel cage, or a fight cage,
1: maybe. But <clears throat> remember, it's going to be a SummerSlam, not a Money in the Bank.
0: Fight cage.
1: Fight cage.
0: You can still get it off and it could be the main event.
1: Or we could just have ourselves a good old uh, Detroit street fight and somebody gets run over by a Ford Explorer.
0: <laughs> Go away, uh, sir. Yeah. Go away. You've done enough already. <laughs> All right.
1: Enough thematic here. Enough enough theming. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a good development for us to be seeing. Um, and the fact that we will be getting it. Sooner rather than later. Um, anything else to touch on from SmackDown or Raw? Oh, um, I have one other thing. Oh, um, what the... We talked about the Money in the Bank qualifiers. Mm-hmm. I want to just highlight the LA Knight Montez Ford match because it was a... oh, because number you one, it too? number one, it was a damn good match, mm-hmm. damn fun between the two of them. Number two. I love the fact that L.A. Knight got away with holding the ropes on the pin. Mm -hmm. And number three, 3A, 3B. Number 3A, how over L.A. Knight continues to be with the fans and how he still remains over even though he pulls off some of those little heelish shenanigans.
0: Heelish tendencies.
1: But, dude, how much heat was Montez Ford getting from that crowd?
0: Bro, it was it was unexpected, but he wasn't the only one. I know. Bianca got heat too. Hmm. Slowly, we're starting to get the heel turns. Yeah. And Bianca was mm-hmm. not. Montez Montez took the loss and moved on. Yeah. But the biggest thing was, if you look at that Bianca heel segment, or mm-hmm. not heel segment, when the they promo. did the backstage promo. Yeah. She didn't sound like happy-go-lucky, happy, I'm here, happy to be here. This sounded like NXT, Bianca. I said what I said. The, she said I had to get my leg back. Nobody's paying attention mm-hmm. to her. So yep. It was very, I don't want to say full-blown heel. Let me take back my words. Yeah, It seemed very, I'm getting pushed to the point where I'm not going to be that nice I person that.
1: Anymore. In the words of Bianca Belair, girl, nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. uh That's it, nuh-uh. Yeah, so I thought that was a very interesting uh, development from SmackDown. Okay, now I'm out Agreed. of things. Now I'm out of things, and oh, by the ways.
0: Okay, so long story short, Forbidden Door was announced. We have two big matches planned. Okada versus Bryan Danielson. Brother Phil, you know how I feel about Brian Danielson as a wrestler. You know how I feel about Okada as one of the greatest wrestlers in New Japan history. Yes. You have seen them both wrestle. Yes. What are your thoughts going into this, besides the fact that you and me and Bones have already said, we're going to add it to the match of the year list, and (laughs) the bell has not even rung yet.
1: Dave Meltzer doesn't have enough stars to rate this match and what it's going to become. That's mm-hmm. what I think about it. It's an instant five. Like you're starting at five stars.
0: Oh, and just you just keep going. Yes. Soon as the soon as they breathe on each other.
1: All all I hope, all I hope is that this isn't something where just Blackpool gets involved, mm-hmm. and you know starts pulling shenanigans. Like a legitimate one-on-one match from these two could become an instant dream match classic.
0: I agree. It It could be one of those matches where we just go. But here's the thing. Who walks out as a winner? I have my pick. Who Mm -hmm. do you think walks out of Forbidden Door 2 with their hand raised?
1: Well, guess what, buddy? We still got three weeks for that.
0: I won't be here.
1: You won't be? Oh. Okay, I'm not going to spoil mine. You tell me.
0: I I got Okada winning.
1: Very interesting. Very I got Okada pitch. winning okay.
0: off of two Rainmakers. <laughs>
1: uh nothing else coming no. out of the bag of H- tricks.
0: No, he's gonna he's gonna hit because Danielson kept saying on commentary elbow, 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 elbow. I'm going to say this. He is going to hit Okada's going to hit Brian Danielson with about four Rainmakers just to cement that he's better.
1: There you go. There you go. He's just gonna <laughs> hit him with standing, standing rainmakers. Just standing whip rainmakers him out, over. whip him in, whip him out, whip him in,
0: whip him out. Bam! Hold on, no, get back up, bang. Yep. No, get up again, bang.
1: Oh man,
0: can't yes. wait for this match. Yes, I can't wait for you guys to tell me through messages when I get back. Yep. How amazing this match was,
1: and um, just as importantly, the other match mm-hmm. on the top of this card, which we've seen. Being how how long in the making, right? I mean, it was
0: one of our match of the year candidates to start the year.
1: Exactly, exactly. So we are now finally getting officially the rematch of Kenny Omega and Will Osprey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Kenny Omega has made it very well known to the world how he is one to zero against Will Osprey. In singles matches all time, he is Japan. in Japan. How he is one and zero all time. No, maybe two and zero all time against Will Ospreay in tag matches. How he sells <laughs> more. How he can sell more merchandise than Will Ospreay in not one but two continents. Ah, <laughs> uh... everything. Actually, I went back and watched watched that uh watched that intro video from the from the six-man tag uh, over the weekend.
0: <laughs> Is that why you were randomly quoting it to us in our chat? Absolutely. And I was just like, I knew he's doing this for a reason because he just probably found out what was going to happen.
1: Yep, so, 100%.
0: Again, I w- I woke up yesterday for work, and there was a promo package that New Japan had put out where the NJPW president, I'm sorry, IWGP president, announced the two matches, and then Osprey mm-hmm. and Okada got to talk about it. Okada said he's never paid attention to Brian Deyerson, whether he was at AEW or WWE. It.
1: That's perfect. That's
0: perfect. He didn't acknowledge him, but he said he's going to beat him. Period. Yep. Ospreys was more of a you beat me in front of my family in Japan,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: now I'm going to beat you in front of your family yes. in Canada, and I'm going to win back the title I should have never lost in the first place.
1: That's awesome. Yes, let's clarify also. That is for the IWGP United States Championship. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. Is Okada Danielson for the IWGP heavyweight title or no?
0: Okada is now world champion. Sonata is.
1: Okay. Who's world champion now then? Sonata. Okay. All right.
0: Sonata, who used to be in uh, LIJ.
1: Got him. Okay.
0: He's now he's the current world champion. And he looks so old school now. It's so badass. not I love yeah. not Oh wait,
1: that's he's with uh, just five guys, right?
0: Okay, really get out of here. What? <laughs> Go away. You've done too much already. This is what happens when Bones isn't here.
1: Mm-hmm. He's not here
0: to regulate us and wild things be happening. Yeah also i, way, I the think the new that's members what... of Bullet Club Gold what
1: the fuck oh no I don't even want to know
0: yeah you're going to be like what the fuck
1: oh god
0: yeah that's disgusting
1: oh no hold on wait for you to see it okay let's see Bullet Club Gold. Meanwhile,
0: while this is going on, guys, gold. I want to let you know that mm-hmm. some of the um, some of the most amazing matches have happened or will be happening this week on Impact Wrestling. Now, good brother Phil here has not watched Impact that much, but he hears dibs and dabs from me and Bones all the time. And we tell him what's going on just so he's fully aware. Uh, they are having their Second to last big, well, I call it, well, mini PPVs before we get to the big one. They're WrestleMania. They're all out, Slammiversary. And they have some matches signed coming up. Good brother, Phil. You mind if I run them down to you? Give me your answers and I'll put, we'll work from there.
1: Let's do it. Let's all give right. it a shot. Um,
0: finally, <laughs> i just, waiting for your reaction. This is a
1: very interesting development. Of who will potentially be joining Bullet Club Gold.
0: Trash. Very interesting. Very trash. Yep. Very trash. Oh, also, sidebar, the six man tag has been announced for AW Collision. We completely skipped over that. Also, yes. go watch the MJF Adam Cole promo. It was, it was amazing. Um, amazing mic work,
1: mm-hmm. both
0: of them. And I am so surprised that the match is happening next week instead of at All In. Um, yeah. Not a Forbidden Door. So, we have matches for AEW, I mean AEW, wow, well, for Impact's pay-per-view coming up this Friday. And we have in a dog collar match. I think this may be one of the first, one of the first or few female matches that involve a dog collar within wrestling. We have Masha Slam and from Killer Kelly, who have been basically, this feud has been purely the definition of on-site.
1: Mm. I will pick Killer Kelly. Only I'm doing it very quickly because I see we have less than eight minutes left on the clock. So we're gonna make this quick. I'm picking Killer Kelly. Um and I'm also because Masha got her ass kicked in GCW uh a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think the losing streak is real.
0: Okay. Yeah. I am gonna go I'm gonna go Masha in this one. Okay. I think you need a rebound after that loss because you got cashed in on. Yeah, So I'm going to master for the win in nice. a match I think you and me both really truly don't care about. Eddie Edwards versus Frankie Kazarian.
1: Got to be Eddie Edwards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. In a tag match we have Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans versus which was just announced for Anniversary, the team of Trinity and Deanna Perazzo, Who you got walking out with the victory? Oh, uh,
1: Trinity and Deanna.
0: Okay. So yeah. they, they will be able to succeed together. Yes. Before they, can they can coexist. They can coexist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we have for the Digital Media Championship Dirty Dango versus Joe Andrew. Oh.
1: I'm a huge Dango fan. I don't think it's I don't think it's meant to be though.
0: I'm going Joe Hendry. Me too. ABC will be defending their Impact World Tag Team Championships against the Good Hands. I got ABC retaining.
1: Absolutely. If you have okay. a new team that's still, that's as hot as they are, you do not, you do not take the, the fuel out of the rocket.
0: I agree. Next up, we have the eight four one match. Starts as an eight-man tag. Winning team goes into a fatal four-way. The winner will become the new number one contender and will face the world champion at Slammiversary. Okay, Here so give the us the two
1: four-man tags, and we'll go from there.
0: Okay, team one, Nick Aldis, Jonathan Gresham, Heath, and Bully Ray versus Mike Bailey, Moose, PCO, and Rich Swann.
1: I'm very tempted to say that team Aldis is going to come out on top in the 4 in the 8 man tag.
0: Okay, I agree with you. Yep. It then turns into a Fatal 4-way. Who wins?
1: I'll say either Bully Ray or Nick Aldis. And I'm going to go with Aldis on this one. Okay. Yeah.
0: For the X Division Championship, Trey Miguel will be defending against Chris Saban in a rematch. After the shenanigans that happened at Under Siege,
1: oh no, retains Miguel retains.
0: And in the main event the match, I'm looking very forward to because it's the opposite of what I what I'm getting at Under Siege, the complete opposite. Awesome. In a world title match, it's going to be wrestling.
1: Pure wrestling.
0: Pure wrestling. Who do Steve, Steve Macklin will be defending his Impact World Championship against Alex Shelley.
1: Um first question, do you think that Steve Macklin's new gimmick will be stapling people?
0: As much as I know you would like that sick shit. Yep. No.
1: Okay. I love the idea of cuz it this is the whole thing of the machine of Right? Of the of the guns splitting up basically and going kind of taking a break. Right. I think that's I think they'll team up when they when they need
0: to.
1: hundred percent. hundred percent. Um so I love the idea of seeing that and it being like them being legit single stars on their own. Um but I, I don't see it being Alex Shelley's time. This is Steve Macklin all up and down.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. So you have but you you're saying your Slamverse main event is Bully Ray versus Steve Macklin.
1: It's either going to be Steve it's either going to be Bully or it's going to be Nick Aldis.
0: It's going to be Nick Aldis. I think so. Much as, much as I don't want it to be it's going to be Nick Aldis. But is
1: it too much too soon? I listen, we know that Aldis is one of the top guys in the in in the industry. Mm-hmm. But for his limited time and impact, are you giving him too quick of a too quick of a push? Yes. Okay.
0: But it's all it's all it's all to pad Macklin's stats. It's all to make Macklin a better champion. So then, obviously, when the world champion makes the former world champion makes his return, yep. You then have the unstoppable force being the immovable object.
1: Macklin Macklin Alexander. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a a good recap on that one, on those previews.
0: I think so, too. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap it up?
1: Um, The only thing really I think for Dynamite was we once again had another great MJF promo that I want to highlight Mm -hmm. and touch on him and um, Adam Cole, baby. Um, A lot of references to Adam Cole's physique, Mm -hmm. his management style for Keith Lee, a VKM shout-out, and uh, um, Adam Cole getting MJF so angry that MJF gave him a title shot anytime, anywhere of his choosing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when Adam Cole goes toe to toe with uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Mm.
0: Yes, I agree. And then yep. they said next week.
1: He did say next week.
0: It's next week in a world championship, a elimin- gauntlet eliminator.
1: Okay, there we go. So perfect
0: because yeah, I think MJF should face. Someone from New Japan. He should be on the show facing someone from New Japan, not someone who's already on the AEW roster.
1: Do you think that someone like... um, Who is it right now who's a free agent? Ibusha? Ibushi? Yeah. Mm. Do you think he would come back for something like that? Or do you... Or do you do... Like a la Randy Orton, and John Cena, do we get MJF and Tanahashi? Tanahashi.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Tanahashi is a great poll. That's why I go with MJF versus Tanahashi after Forbidden it. Door too. Book, Book it, it. brother. There you you nailed it, and we did it with more Damn. time than we did with last week's episode. Uh, Absolutely, and boys and girls. This is New Normal Wrestling. We love you. We appreciate you for listening. He's good brother Phil. I'm the one and only podcast prince, Wade Wilson. We'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode of New Normal Wrestling.
1: That's Peace. right. Love you guys. Kisses. Bye.